0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDSE.
1: Well, the Wallabies are hunting improvement ahead of their first real test at this Rugby World Cup in France. Eddie Jones's men dispatched Georgia in their tournament opener, but they now face Fiji in the wee hours of Monday morning Aussie time in what will be a much trickier assignment. A man on the ground over in beautiful France is Wallaby legend and Stan sports, Tim Oren. Tim, hello. Welcome. Appreciate your time.
0: Yeah, thanks, Sam. Yeah, it's, um, it's an it's interesting time over here at the moment. Of course, the first weekend out of the way and um, the second weekend coming up, a couple of games that, you know, won't be so close as what they were last weekend. But The big match for the Wallabies, as you mentioned, against Fiji on Sunday afternoon, our time and early Monday morning Australian time. And Eddie Jones, hopefully, is going to pick a really strong team. I'm hearing Ben Donaldson may retain his number 15 jersey after his 25-point haul in the first game against Georgia. And... But the big news uh, the last sort of 12 hours is it sounds like Tani Tupo has mm-hmm. injured a hamstring a couple of days ago and will miss the next two or three weeks.
1: Now, what sort of loss is that? Because he was among our best performers against Georgia.
0: Oh, it's huge. There's probably three players you don't want to lose in this Rugby World Cup. One's Talion Atupo, one's Samu Karevi, one's Rob Valentini. They're the three big players that get us across the bandage line, and it's a shame because Talion uh coming back from an Achilles injury, hurt his calf a while back, now his hamstring, and he played 70 minutes against Georgia, big minutes for him and been like, 35-degree heat, so... That's a big blow. Zane Nongor looks like he may start. Um, James Slipper coming back from an injury as well. Looks like he may be on the bench. The sides announced uh, in about four or five hours' time.
1: You mentioned Ben Donaldson. I mean, his selection was debated. It was seen as a risk. He's poured in the twenty-five points in a in a breakout game. Is this? Is I'm not sure what sort of mood Eddie's been in over there. But is this? Does he come out with the I told you so after this? <laughs>
0: Well, it depends on how he goes in the second game. You, you know, against Georgia, yes, a World Cup game. You know, the 17 players of that 23-man team for the Wallabies hadn't played in a Rugby World Cup before. So, yeah, it was tough against Georgia, but, you know, difficult against Fiji or Wales. That's where you've got to stand up and you've got to back up week in, week out. And, you know, Ben Donaldson is selected at 15 and does continue to take the kicking duties. You know, he's got to nail them. He's got to knock them over. he got to be 80 85% to go deep in this Rugby World Cup with goal kicking. And... Um, yeah, it would be an interesting one, but it's a, it's a shame maybe for Andrew Callaway to potentially miss out again, because he was in pretty good form prior to that, but I think Eddie Jones realises how important goal-kicking is going to be in this Rugby World Cup.
1: So 35-15 over Georgia, and as we said, much sterner to uh, tests await. So how taxing was this game, though, from a, a, I guess, a temperature and physical point of view, Tim? I think you said on stand that they, the players might have lost as much as five or six kilos each, so the days that have been and are still to come is about putting the weight back on?
0: Yeah, that's right. And that's why Eddie Jones, they had a day off uh, on, the, on the Sunday, didn't train too much on the Monday um, when they got back down to St. Etienne. But yeah, they lose. you lose a lot of weight. It was 34 degrees when they were playing uh, at six o'clock um, last Saturday night in Paris. It's going to be very hot again in St. but It's been a little bit cool, about 23 degrees the last couple of days. Looked at the temperature and uh, on Sunday afternoon, 35 degrees. So um, that'll probably suit the Fijian team. Obviously, they're used to playing the heat, and they played you know, the Fijian drew in the Super Rugby. So they're a much better team. They, they understand how to play the game now with a set piece, but also with this open, expansive game of rugby that they have, and they are, still have that unpredictability about them.
1: I was going to ask you if you'd actually found your way to Etienne for this Fiji game but I just saw obviously on that the today show you're in Lyon so as the vibe there what the crowds have looked great the French are right into it aren't they
0: Oh it's an incredible atmosphere um, you know just put on the today show just to a bit of a chat about what's coming up, and we we caught the end of France uh, beating Uruguay, and uh, you got Uruguay gave them uh, very close at half time. So it was pretty close. So I think all the fans were, were pretty happy with the result uh, for f- the French team to win their second second game. And yeah, I tell you what, uh, it's I think it's one of the second biggest university towns uh, in France in Lyon. And I tell you what, they're all out and about on a Thursday night.
1: You <laughs> he got he's just saying you got mobbed.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a few came up. I was live on air. I got I got a kiss on either cheek by two two men, which was a bit of fun. Um, and then at the end, there was a lot of people running around, sort of uh, spilling drinks everywhere. But that's no, a bit of fun. That's the atmosphere of yeah. Rugby World Cup. And the, and the and the French do it really well because they respect other teams. And you know, if, if the French aren't playing, well, they're su- supporting other teams. And nearly every single game is a sellout.
1: Now, the Fijians, I guess how Eddie and his coaching staff go about it tactically is going to be so fascinating. Now, they fell just short of upsetting Wales in their first game. They boast a bunch of athletic ball carriers. They're bold with the way they play the game. They are a dangerous team. They play with chaos, don't they?
0: Yeah, they do. Uh, A little bit more structure than what we've seen the last couple of years. Uh, semi rad Radra people would know... Him from Australia. Um, he'll be playing in the centres. He was pretty good last week as well, although he dropped the ball right at the end of the game, which he probably could have scored a try. Um, but, yeah, they've got a really powerful scrum now. Um, I think for the Wallabies, tactically, Eddie Jones has to be really smart about how, how often you kick to Fiji. How often do you want to give their back three and mm. two wingers and their fullback a chance to run with the ball? So I think the Wallabies will probably play it fairly tight and try and wear... Fijian team down defensively and then when they get into the game start to open it up a little bit when it suits Australia not when it suits Fiji.
1: Just the other man we should speak of from a selection point of view I suppose is I think he's our most experienced man on the squad anyways James Slipper is obviously coming in with that foot issue I think it's a tendon he's trying to get to the start line do you have a line of sight on where he might be at Tim?
0: Um, Yes yeah, he hasn't run a lot at the moment so um, I think the next few days will be telling and hopefully he can make it on the bench um, you know we're telling to tupo out of Tupou out Now, Zane Nongor most likely will start with James Slipper on the bench. Uh, Pone Farmasili, the other prop, um, he's not fit yet as well. So... Um, we can't afford to lose them, but, um prop, otherwise we're going to be digging deep. So hopefully, James, that is okay to sit on the bench and maybe come on with about 20 to
1: go. So coming out of Georgia, leading into Fiji, a much sterner opposition. Specifically, where do you think they need to improve, Tim? I mean, is it defensively? You know, when those Fijians get running, they can be hard to stop. Is it all about what they're doing without the ball as much as with it?
0: Yeah, I think our scrum was very good last week against Georgia. Normally... You you play against Georgia, who most of their forwards play in the French competition. So they're all contracted out to different teams around France, and um, that's why they're becoming such a force in in world rugby. Um, But uh, we we perform really well and probably overpower them in the scrum. So I expect that's where, I know Talion Tupo is out, but I think that's where Australia have the edge. They'll probably try and force some penalties against Fiji at scrum time, and then... Try and keep keep the ball a bit closer to your forward pack. And then when you kick the ball, you've got to kick it out. You can't kick deep and let Fiji run it back. So tactically, it's going to be really important for Eddie Jones and Will Skelton as captain. and of course, no take McDermott. He's out for 12 days, stand down 12 days for a concussion. So you expect probably Nick White will take the number nine jersey. a lot of experience as well.
1: And help me out with the permutations here, Tim. So does a win here basically assure the Aussies a spot in the quarters? I think Wales is, is the third game up.
0: Yeah, pr- pretty much does uh, because it would mean that Fiji loses two games mm. and... Difficult to make the quarterfinal if you lose two games. So if the Wallabies can beat Fiji on Sunday afternoon our time, then all of a sudden you they play Wales and then you play Portugal. So um, take, I wouldn't say it takes too much pressure off because you want some momentum going into a quarterfinal. But you beat Fiji that means they lose two games and it's very difficult for them to potentially make a quarter-final.
1: Well, certainly good to have that first win of the year under the belt under Eddie Jones over there in France. Hey, great to have you on, Tim. Really appreciate you staying up late your time. The countdown well and truly on for, for Sunday night for you. Monday morning for us. Can't wait for it. Good on you, Sam. Thanks, mate. Tim Horan there. Wallabies, great. Now, question off the text here from Peter. Is Neil Craig over there with the Wallabies? He is, Peter. I saw uh, some vision of... Uh, Neil over there uh, in uh, heavy discussions uh, during the most recent training session uh, with the coach Eddie Jones. He was alongside Eddie Jones during his tenure with England was said to be, anyway, only watching from afar, one of uh, Eddie Jones' most trusted uh, team members when he was in England, has obviously crossed with him to Rugby Australia. So he's gone in some weird and wonderful places, hasn't he? Post his AFL life, Neil Craig. Uh, keep your texts coming through, 0433 98 11 16. You can give us a call as well on the EFS open line delivering simple freight solutions. That number again is 1300 736, 736. We'll get into the uh, racing forecast. With Miles Fitzner after this break, Aaron Noonan's going to join us as well. Just written a great book when it comes to the history of Bathurst, and there's a key precursor to that coming up right now this weekend, the Sandown 500. So we'll cross-check all of that with Aaron Noonan at 11:40. Melbourne's weather today mostly sunny, top of 23. It's for City Power. They supply power to homes in the CBD and inner suburbs, and that. Holiday package offer I have forecast earlier. It is a fantastic deal, this one. Escape to Hawaii with my cruisers. 19 nights. Just quote, footy 100 for an SEN exclusive offer.